If they hear you, they hunt you. Remember the tagline from A Quiet Place, Jason? How could I forget that? It was a heart-stopping premise. Each scene was like walking on eggshells. Exactly. Many post-apocalyptic narratives rely heavily on typical survival tactics. Gathering resources, setting up defenses, engaging in combat. But A Quiet Place introduced a unique variable into the mix. Silence. And it's not just the avoidance of unnecessary chatter. We're talking about excruciating levels of silent living, where a single clumsy footstep could mean your demise. Let's visualize. Remember that tense game scene? The family enjoying Monopoly? Suddenly, the youngest child knocks down the lantern. A small, careless act, yet the bright flame kisses the silence. In that moment, the audience is left with nothing but the screaming silence and the imminent danger it spelled. For an outsider, total silence might seem like too much to ask from normal human beings. But ask a survivalist who is trying to evade a predator, and they would tell you that it's better than being a snack on a monster's plate. Surely it made life super challenging. But the degree of silence wasn't a choice they had, right? It was a hard settlement with carnal predators lurking nearby and hunting noise. It's an eye-opening perspective that the film offers. If you think about it, even the tiniest of noises could spell disaster in a world where creatures hunt by sound. Beyond the tagline, A Quiet Place offered a fresh survival angle, didn't it, Sophia? For sure, Jason. Absolute silence as a survival strategy is undeniably new. The movie centers around the Abbott family, survivors in a dystopian world inhabited by lethal creatures that exclusively respond to sound. They adapt to this monstrous menace by weaving a lifestyle dictated by silence, literally. Right. And in order to achieve that silence, even common sounds like footsteps were eliminated. The family created a path of soundless footsteps by marking the safe places to step with painted lines. You know what stood out to me, Jason? The family's house had no squeaky floors. They applied sand on routes for silent movement and even utilized visual communication like light changes instead of an audible alarm. Now that's the real deal of surviving in absolute silence. Absolutely, Sophia. Survival went beyond hunting and gathering here. The movie stripped down communication to its bare minimum. I mean, they used sign language as their primary means of communication. And let's not miss the crucial element here. Discipline. Remember the scene with the toy space shuttle? How could I forget? The toy spaceship, an innocent symbol of childhood, became a symbol of fatal negligence. A single sound from the toy brought those monsters right at their doorstep. It resonated the heavy cost of even slight negligence in maintaining the silence. Totally, it was heart-wrenching to see the impact of that single disregard for the dreadful silence they had to keep. They didn't just survive, they lived, even had a baby amidst that silence. The audacity to procreate in such a hostile environment is beyond survival. That's defiance. That's an epic interpretation, Jason. But with the arrival of the baby, noise was inevitable. The countermeasure to ensure silence, despite the baby's wailing, was genius, though. They created this soundproofed box with an oxygen supply for the baby. Talk about parental innovation in the face of apocalypse. Silence, in a quiet place, was a living entity, omnipresent, inescapable, exacting. The movie not only demonstrated an adapted silent lifestyle, but also a psychologically advanced family dynamic. Yet, it leaves me wondering about its feasibility. 
Adapting to such a lifestyle wasn't as simple as just staying quiet. A lifestyle was constructed around it. Softening food, playing board games with fabric pieces, even the use of sign language for communication. It was a profound challenge in creativity and discipline. From my perspective as one who values communication and interaction, it seems like an extreme hike. What about emergencies or situations where silent communication fails, like when the family tries to broadcast distress signals? I don't think it's that simple. Good point, Sophia. However, they adapted to such situations too. The movie depicts them communicating through light signals. During emergencies, they set off loud distractions away from their location. Such adaptability is the essence of survival. Without a doubt, their adaptability was commendable. Yet, I'm doubtful about any unfamiliar tasks that could have caused high decibel sounds. And can one really stay prepared for all uncertainties? In my experiences with rock climbing, quick adaptability turns uncertainty into opportunity. They bandaged potentially loud tasks with ingenuity. When Reagan's hearing aid buzzed loudly, she manipulated that frequency into a weapon against the creatures. Their survival spirit was truly inspiring. Yet, imagining a world enveloped in silence sends chills down my spine. What's your take on this, Jason? It is fear-inducing indeed. However, in survival situations, one adapts or faces extinction. Their spirit of adaptation, resilience, and unyielding will is the true testament of humanity amidst desolation. Silence. The core survival strategy in a quiet place. I've been thinking about how they balanced it with other human needs. Well, the sacrifice of other human needs was inevitable. Remember how they cushioned their path with sand to minimize footfall? They had to give up on shoes, a basic human need for protection. Oh, that's true. And the fact they couldn't even use basic utilities. For instance, cooking without making noise must have been quite the task. Absolutely. It essentially boiled down to consuming raw food or softening it enough to avoid any noticeable sounds. Again, a sacrifice. Thinking about it, how did they manage healthcare? Medical emergencies can't always be silent. Well, that's where it gets tricky. But recall the scene where Evelyn births in silence? The bravery and mental fortitude she displayed reiterated the gravity of silence as a survival strategy and the sacrifices it entailed. Without a doubt, that was one of the most nerve-wracking scenes indeed. Yet, I can't help but worry about long-term health issues and their silent treatments. Yes, the logistics are daunting when we delve deeper, but underlining all these sacrifices is the fundamental advantage of silence. It kept the creatures at bay. That's the crux. It's a grave reminder of choosing between the lesser of two evils when faced with such adversity. Exactly. Survival always calls for tough decisions. In a terrain defined by the monster's sensitivity to sound, the survival strategy revolved around remaining undetected. Silence was the key. Even with all the sacrifices they had to make, nurturing silence as their greatest ally allowed them to persevere through the horror. Safety over convenience seems like a fair trade-off, doesn't it? As unsettling as it appears, their survival story does make a compelling case for silence as a plausible survival strategy. A quiet place certainly presents an intriguing survival strategy, but how feasible would it be in something like real-life wilderness? I've thought about this. 
It's challenging, right? Because nature is inherently noisy. From rustling leaves to howling winds, wilderness isn't exactly conducive to silence. And I don't see how one can achieve total silence even considering the human aspect. Like, forget conversations or stepping on a twig, our body itself generates noise. Heartbeat, stomach rumbling, and whatnot. Yes. You don't have to tell me about that stomach rumbling. It's far too familiar. But to your point, the wilderness itself comes with certain sounds that may prove detrimental. Predatorial creatures, for instance, could catch on pretty quickly. You're right. In this sense, the movie's premise seems specific to the alien creature's sensitivity. Plus, human adaptability to prolonged silence is questionable. Yeah. Mimicking a movie scenario and actual real-life survival are two very different things. Plus, the silence strategy in the movie was specifically for evasion, not sustainability. That's an interesting observation. The family's lifestyle was more about going unnoticed rather than thriving. And in a real-life survival scenario, thriving and sustaining life would be as important, if not more than evasion. I'm glad you brought up the theme of thriving. Survival in real life requires more than just evading danger, after all. We have to contemplate on our ability to hunt for food, find water, build shelter, and maintain health. All these tasks have noise as their inherent aspect that cannot be disregarded. This suggests that total silence might not be a viable survival strategy in real-life wilderness, irrespective of the type of danger, doesn't it? Consider this, Jason. The psychological implications of total silence. That's a pertinent point. Enforced silence obviously isn't natural to us humans. We're social beings, we communicate. So the absence of sound would mean isolation, wouldn't it? It does. We humans thrive on social connections. We bond over talking and expressing ourselves. Living in complete silence would mean severing those bonds in a way. More than that, Sophia. Imagine the drudgery of it. The dull, unchanging uniformity of a world shrouded in silence. The mental toll of it has to be enormous. I agree. Time would probably seem stretched out, too. In a wilderness with no real concept of time, how would you measure days? The noise we make, our routines, they provide a rhythm to our lives. Silence might just remove that. It could lead to a feeling of loneliness, isolation. And isn't that one of the hardest things to endure? Human connection is essential. Cut us off from our kind, and we tend to struggle, drastically. Exactly. We're not even touching upon the anxiety here, the constant fear of making a noise, the ever-looming threat. How do you stay silent when your mind is screaming, right? That's the thing. You don't. Somehow, someway, you end up giving yourself away. Silence as a survival strategy. It's demanding and takes an unimaginable toll on the mind. Think about emergencies, Jason. Would silence even be possible? That's a major problem, Sophia. Emergencies are chaotic by nature. You can't predict when they'll happen, and they're rarely silent. Chaos doesn't mesh well with shushes, does it? I mean, what if someone's life hangs in the balance and the only way to save them is to be loud? Or what if you have to call for help? We know the Abbots had an alert system with the red lights, but not everyone is capable of setting something like that up. And if you're injured, attracting attention becomes critical. Even basic survival tasks are inherently noisy. Take building a fire, for example. You have to gather dry twigs and logs, crack them down. Same with hunting and gathering food. Those are unavoidably loud tasks. 
Absolutely. And if wild animals are added to the equation, chasing them off will definitely require some noise, don't you think? Animals are invaders. Either way, defending what's yours silently sounds like an impossible task. True. Even with your fitness regimen, those would require exertion, and that equals noise. And let's not forget panic. In the face of danger, staying silent would be a hard ask. Can silence truly protect you, outrun danger? Let's explore some real-life parallels. That's going to be interesting. Over to you, Jason. Let's rewind in history. Start with Anne Frank. Survival then hinged on silence. Sealed off in an attic, evading Nazi patrols, the slightest sound could have led to their discovery. This in itself draws a striking resemblance to a quiet place, doesn't it? You're right, it does. Imagine the constant fear, the pressure to suppress even the most instinctive of sounds. I often wonder, is survival worth such torment? A question difficult to answer, Sophia. However, the instinct to survive is primal. Consider the Stocklet family, kidnapped by rebels in Congo. For extended periods, they had to maintain total silence, using soft whispers only as necessary. Uncomfortably close resemblances to the movie, aren't they? Indeed, Jason. But it brings us to another question. Aren't there survival scenarios where silence isn't just desirable but could be an advantage? Absolutely, Sophia. Professional hunters and gatherers are often silent to avoid scaring off their prey. They've found ways to subtly signal each other, ensuring their sound footprint is minimal. The primal instincts, evolutionarily conditioned responses. Silence can indeed be golden, a crucial factor in these survival scenarios. Agreed, Sophia. Although absolute silence, like in A Quiet Place, seems more of a cinematic exaggeration. But let's not deny its strategic edge in certain scenarios. A tool, sometimes the difference between life and death. Thinking about the animal kingdom, silence can be the difference between hunting and being hunted. Consider a chameleon, quietly moving, blending in with its surroundings, nabbing a meal before the prey even realizes. But Jason, is there such a strategy in human survival tactics? Great example, Sophia. You know, our ability to adapt in silence isn't far behind, though it isn't as innate as it is in the animal kingdom. The military often uses silence to their advantage in critical situations, like covert ops. We've developed techniques called noise discipline, which instructs how to suppress sound while moving, breathing, or even eating. That's absolutely fascinating. Silence, then, more than a compulsion, like in A Quiet Place, can very well be a tactical choice. And I assume not just in military situations. Indigenous tribes, they must have developed similar survival techniques. Certainly, Sophia. Tribes like the Sand People of Africa have some intriguing silent hunting techniques. Their method, called persistence hunting, involves silently tracking and chasing prey over long distances until exhaustion falls over them. But closer home, we see examples in games like Hide and Seek, where quietly navigating spaces plays a vital role. That's something we can all relate to, Jason. Silence, a double-edged sword, a captivating paradox. Useful in some instances, crippling in others. Just unavoidable noise-restricted scenarios are common too, like libraries or late-night study sessions. I can imagine people surviving those environments find ways to silently communicate. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, Sophia. In such situations, people have adapted to become more visually and touch-oriented. 
Ever tried communicating in a loud club using only gestures and lip reading? It might save you in a noisy apocalypse. In a quiet place, the family's communication relies heavily on visual cues and sign language. Made me wonder, how effective could that be in reality in, say, an actual survival situation? Good point, Sophia. Actually, I recently had a chat with a friend of mine in search and rescue operations. They indeed rely heavily on nonverbal communication. Situations of high wind, heavy rainfall, or while operating heavy machinery that drowns out sound, nonverbal signals become the primary form of communication. That's intriguing. So, could the concept of relying on silence or nonverbal communications, as seen in the movie, be effective for survival in real world scenarios? Sure, but it'd involve a lot of training, as my friend pointed out. The reality is, visual signals require line of sight, which can be challenging in dense terrains or at night. Silent radio aids can be life-saving in such situations, but then again, access to technology might not always be possible in survival situations. Given that, what about detecting danger? The family in the movie relied heavily on visual cues. Movement? Shadows? But isn't our natural instinct to alert verbally when danger closes in? Exactly, Sophia. In dangerous situations, it's instinctual to scream or shout. Maintaining silence could prove overwhelming, if not fatal. Nonverbal signals again need line of sight, so if danger's lurking at your back, well, let's just say stealth might not be so stealthy. The Quiet Place presents the idea of a family including a toddler and a pregnant woman, survived by maintaining complete silence. Do you think it would be this possible in reality, Jason? Well, Sophia, in ideal conditions, maybe. But in reality, it might be an entirely different ballgame. Converting this strategy to reality means considering various aspects such as age, individual characteristics, and even pets, if any. A toddler or a pet, for instance can unpredictably break the silence. True. Given the unpredictable nature of pets and children, maintaining complete silence seems like a tall order. Not just that, Sophia. In the movie, we see the family employing sign language for communication. But what about those who can't see? Visual cues are of no use to them, putting them at a severe disadvantage. Those points make me think about other areas, too. If a threat emerges somewhere out of your sight, the inability to call out warnings could lead to disastrous consequences. Yeah, exactly my thought. Group dynamics also come into play. The level of discipline and coordination required to maintain complete silence in a group is pretty daunting. I think this brings us back to our point about training. Could extensive training help in overcoming these difficulties? Perhaps. But now we enter the realm of feasibility. Is it practical to spend an enormous amount of time training everyone? Jason, what could be the impact of a total silent lifestyle on one's mental well-being? It's not just about making no noise, it's also about not hearing any, right? Absolutely, Sophia. Even though I'm no mental health expert, I do understand that prolonged silence can have profound mental and emotional implications. Humans are social beings. We thrive on communication and interaction. Imagine not being able to have any casual conversations. The risk of falling into despair, anxiety, or depression seems unavoidable. Hmm. And it's not just mental health. It can mess with your perceptions, too. Imagine how high your alert level would have to be. 
Even a stray noise could make your heart race. True. It might nurture acute anxiety and paranoia, given the constant vigilance needed to maintain silence. Also, consider the impact on interpersonal relationships. Conversations, laughter, arguments, all would be lost. Relationships would have to thrive only on physical gestures and visual cues. That sounds incredibly challenging. I can't begin to imagine what such a scenario would do to a family, especially the kids. Their formative years would be devoid of comforting sounds like lullabies or fun sounds like laughter. Note, this is entirely speculative, and we hope such circumstances never arise. Yes, precisely. It's a deeply unsettling thought. No comforting words during tough times, and even simple expressions of love and affection would become complicated. The stress of such a lifestyle might even impact one's physical health over time, don't you think? Indeed, stress, anxiety, depression, they can all manifest physically. Knowing all these, it's safe to conclude how harsh the implications of extended silence can be, not just for survival, but even for attempts at leading a somewhat normal life. So, let's talk about hunting quietly, a necessary skill in a scenario like a quiet place. Jumping right in, to hunt quietly, using homemade traps could be an effective method. You could use naturally sharp objects like sticks or stones. Set them up near water bodies since animals frequently visit these places. On the catch, the approach has to be slow and calculated. Any hasty movements could trigger loud noises. And in this context, gathering would play a big part too. None of the loud methods like cutting trees or breaking shells. Rather, it would be all about quiet collection, like picking berries, nuts. Plus, moving softly to avoid rustling leaves or cracking twigs. Exactly, Sophia. Now, another essential point. Setting up a silent alarm system. A series of tripwires connected to silent signals like the shaking of a thread or a tin can falling over can be necessary. That's crucial. And lastly, for executing everyday tasks quietly, there must be a conscious effort to minimize noise. Walking barefoot or on tiptoe, using hand gestures, even eating silently. Again, like we said earlier, reminders or notes could help maintain discipline. Well, practicing these tactics on a regular basis can make them feel like second nature, which is key to surviving in stealth. But keep in mind, these skills will only get you so far. Physical and mental well-being play as big a role, if not bigger. Now, Jason, this week's apocalypse survival tip centers around something that will help maintain silence without isolation, the skill of sign language. I'm glad you brought that up, Sophia. Sign language could be an invaluable tool in a situation where verbal communication could lead to danger. Certainly. Avoiding unnecessary noise while conveying important information can be a real game-changer, especially when we consider its role in a quiet place. And it's not just about survival in a scary, post-apocalyptic world. Think scenarios like emergency response or hunting where silence can be important. There are so many silent SOS signals in use already, aren't there? You're right. And I think it's pertinent to note that sign language isn't just a series of hand gestures. It's an entire language with a proper grammar and syntax. Wow, I didn't know that. So how can someone begin learning this language? Are there resources that you could recommend? There are plenty. To start with, learning the alphabet is a good starting point. You can then practice some basic phrases and symbols. There are numerous online resources and apps to aid in learning. 
Well, I guess I need to add learning sign language to my list of survival skills to acquire. Absolutely. Remember, in a dire situation, being able to sign help might make a big difference. So listeners, that was our apocalypse survival tip for the week. Learn sign language. Every skill counts in survival. No sound. Not even a whisper. That's the world of A Quiet Place. It's more than a gripping and terrifying movie. It's a study in survival strategies under the most extreme conditions. Except when you're being too stealthy, avoiding alien creatures with hypersensitive hearing. But jokes apart, it presents a unique take on survival. Do you think silence could be your survival strategy if you were in the shoes of this family? And what were your favorite moments from A Quiet Place? The precision of every footstep, the meticulous crafting of a silent pathway with sand, or the intensity of the scene where Evelyn has to deliver her baby in absolute silence. Those scenes were incredible, to say the least. Also, how interesting was the use of sign language in the movie? Do you think sign language can become more common in these scenarios? Surely it's an important skill that could serve us well. Even out of the movies, in real life. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Given the chance, what survivor tip would you have given the characters? What could they have done differently or done better? Or maybe you have some crazy apocalypse movie countdown or survival tactic ideas. We are always game for unique and creative thoughts. After all, creativity and adaptability are key to any survival scenario. Definitely, Sophia. Looking forward to read all of your thoughts and suggestions for the next survival tip of the week. And who knows, maybe they'll help someone survive their own post-apocalyptic world someday. <laughs>